This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet for up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. And we're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use promo code MATCH30 for 30% off your entire year at BetQL. That's BetQL, promo code MARCH30. And Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a 2K season long MLB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Sign up with their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. And better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And PicksWise. You can follow the PicksWise Capper Contest at PicksWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rossi and Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they ballot out for a winner takes all $10,000 prize over at pixwise.com and better edge, better edge operates like the sport, like, like the stock exchange for the sports world, pick the teams you like and have someone else by the other side, sign up at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B E T T O R edge.com promo code S G P. All right. Welcome back DJs for the DFS and betting show for the Texas Valero open. It's myself, Boston capper and the God of golf himself, Steve Shermer. Are you ready for this week, baby? Of course I am. We're back on schedule with the podcast and uh, yes. we're recording on our regular night. And uh, yeah, I think uh, we got a lot to cover tonight. For, uh, so let's just get to it. So yesterday we talked about you know, briefly some of the strategies. If you want to go back and listen about the golf course, you know, look at yesterday's episode, but I'm going to throw it over to uh, my very sharp co-host here. Uh, you heard me blabber about how I really hate this golf course, but what I think works there. So what are you looking at as far as like stats and leans and everything like that? Uh, for this I mean, week? I mean, it's kind of the same thing. I, I, I feel like accuracy off the tee is, is very important, but it's the same thing we always look for, right? Like good iron play, I think accuracy off the tee actually matters a lot this week. Um, and I don't know if it's just skewed from uh, me playing the stupid golf course on two K one, but dude, as soon as you were off, like, like you're fucked. Like, like you, you really, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, it's accuracy off the tee irons, like always like whatever. And just whoever gets hot with the putter. Right. I mean, that's it. Um, it's a weird field this year. I feel like it's stronger than normal. Um, and obviously all the odds moved and I don't know, man. Like th- that's kind of where I'm at on that. I don't know. I-, I feel like I really haven't moved since yesterday. Like nothing's really changed for me. Like I was, exp- I was still expecting all day today for Scotty to withdraw or Kucher to withdraw. And they didn't. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing we talked about yesterday. Like look, good iron play uh, accuracy off the tee and yeah, that's it, man. All right. I mean, it, so when I was sort of pull back the, the curtain a little bit on this show. So I always send uh, Boston capper, a uh, show sheet. Basically I just write all my ramblings and ravings on a word document and send it over to him. And you know, the first part that we always talk about is like, you know, recapping again, what we uh, are looking at. 
And I just copy and pasted the Honda classic one, which is the last you know type of show that we did like this. And right. as I was going through all the bang strategies and approach shot and like uh, approaches to the tournament, I realized that pretty much everything I looked at the Honda I'm using here. Yeah. And I I've heard a couple of people try and make a comparable about, Oh, well, this is like the Safeway open because you know, Brady Steels does well. And that's again, low hanging fruit. And I think just from a concept standpoint, kind of like PJ national kind of fits in. Like you got to keep it a play off the tee. The iron plays really important. Like it's going to be windy. You got to fight the wind. You got to be able to scramble, get up and down from off the greens. And it's kind of a hashtag team. No putt event. You know, we've seen come some of these winners just, you know, generally putt well, and you can overcome that here. So that's a little bit what I'm looking at. I think a lot of the leans I have for the Honda classic are, are going to come back to play here. Hopefully it goes a little better in that tournament. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I guess let's just get right to the weather report. Um, it's gonna be windy as fuck I me mean, real windy. Uh, yeah. Real fucking windy. All three. You know, it's going to be windy when Steve drops his first F bomb 30 minutes into the fucking podcast. I mean, <laughs> when I'm looking at 25, 30 mile per hour winds on Thursday and Friday, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, Absolute be, bloodbath. Fucking awesome. It's going to be yeah. amazing to watch. I'm pretty Yeah. Excited. So it's going to be cold too. It's not going to get above 70. Like, and then Saturday and Sunday, the winds die down a little bit, but still like 10, 15, 20 miles per hour. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a grind, man. Like I, yeah. I, I know that you said that like, it comes down to whoever puts best. I, I think it's going to come down to just like, who survives at the end. No, no, no. So I didn't mean whoever comes out of putts best. I'm just saying like, listen, whatever, some, whoever can get hot with a putter, like that doesn't matter. You can't quantify that pre-tournament. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's about, it's about the iron play who gets tough, who plays good in the wind. Right. And, and like, like we talked about, uh, at, uh, fuck, why am I blanking? Um, uh, the classic. No, fucking like two weeks ago, uh, the concession, like, you know, like <laughs> you pick a good win player and it's like, all right, well, what makes them play good in the win? I don't fucking know. They played and they win their whole life and it's, they're used to it. You know what I mean? Like those are the guys that I look for on this, um, that, that are used to it. And man, I can't believe it's not going to get above 70. That's going to, Jesus, this is good. This I is know. Good. What, I mean, what? I mean, what Connor's one at what is it? Minus 20 or minus 22. Uh, I, I think the weather was really, really good that week. It was, that's what I'm saying. So like, I wonder what it's going to be like a seven or a six. Do you think it's going to drop off that much? I think it's probably going to be single digits. It's Ooh. tough. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's, it's going to be like, so like guys can handle when the wind is directly in their face or they have a downwind. Cause they just like, all right, just a two club win, one club win. when it's coming from the East and yeah. everything goes back and forth like this. <laughs> yes. It's crosswinds. Yep. So for me, I actually elevate a little bit more scrambling because I think guys going to miss a lot of greens this week. Okay. Like the ball is just going to get up in the air and it's just going to either go into a bunker or going to go down to a collection area. It's going to be hard at greens. So if you're not a very good scrambler, especially out of bunkers, you're kind of at a disadvantage. And that helped me separate a little bit up at the top and some of the mid tier range, okay, good. you know, the wheat from the chaff. So, all right. All right so where's ownership? So, um, above $9,000, you know, Spieth, Connors and Hoffman look like they're going to be above 20%. Um, Finau, Scheffler, Brendan Steele, Cameron Tringali, Abe answer going to be around 15, 20%. Not, not a lot of surprise there. I mean, oh. there's not a lot of really good names in the field. They, those guys really pop on the stats for, you know, different reasons. So we'll talk about, you know, maybe breaking some ties there and figure out who to go to um, $8,000 range. How do you feel that once again, Keegan Bradley is <sighs> listen, man, I hate the fact that Keegan and Siwoo are both fucking chalk. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm still betting them. Uh, listen, my money's already gone. I already bet a, a both out straight, right? Or outright uh, before uh, as soon as the odds came out, I just bet them immediately knowing somebody was going to pull out. I wanted the best odds and whatever I'll fucking I'll eat it, but I, I 
I probably got to think about it a little bit in DFS, right? Uh, but my money's already gone on Siwoo and Keegan anyway. Yeah, I, I think you got to treat them differently in DFS and betting. But uh, you know, Cam Davis, Sam Burns, Chris Kirk, Lando Griffin—they're also popular too. So seven thousand dollar range. So we have been banging the drum that this is the range you fade the chalk, and the last three weeks is kicked us in the teeth. Yep. So the three chalk options are Harold Varner the third, Doug Gim, who always seems like he's chalk now. He I think chalk. that's just the Pat Mayo bump. I think so too. I mean, I wish it was a Steve Shermer bump because I've been paying for it before. But <laughs> Sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll get he's, this. He's got a few thousand more followers than we do. It's just, okay. a, just a couple. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Sam Ryder. And Sam Ryder's been playing really good. Uh, they even second at Corrales last week, played well at the Honda. So I can understand the ownership. We'll talk about him later. I I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure him out. You know, other guys are going to push double digits in 7,000 hour range. Ryan Moore and Matthew Neesmith. These guys have really good ball striking numbers. Ryan Moore has great course history. We'll talk about yep. them later. Yep. And it's 6,000 hour range. So there's one guy who was, uh, I was expecting to be chalk and that's Cameron Percy. Cause just, yeah. he has good ball striking numbers. Jumps off, jumps off the stat page. Right. The other guy, Roger Sloan. Yeah. I don't know where that's from. So I figured that I actually, so again, to pull back the curtain, I have a spreadsheet in my own. Roger no Sloan way. No way. Not, Roger Sloan was not on the spreadsheet. He really has not done anything of date. And I had to go back and figure out what the hell is going on. So we will talk about Roger Sloan, why he's popular, and if you should go to him. So okay. uh, I got nothing else unless you want to just uh, no. jump right to it. Yeah, let's fucking uh, let's jump right to it. We'll we'll start with uh, the tanky and upper range. Obviously, a little shorter now with DJ withdrawing. So we got top five: Tony, Spieth, Scheffler, Hideki. That's it. Those are your options. Um. You, listen, I'm so out on Hideki. It's ridiculous. Like the fact that he's 10 one with how he's done is fucking absurd. Scotty Scheffler just played 2000 holes. Like, no, thank you. Um, so, I mean, it's really, I mean, I, I see no problem with Fina or Spieth in this field. Like, is this finally where Tony's going to break through in a field like this right before the masters? So his odds dump and he doesn't do well at the masters. I can a hundred percent see that fucking happening. I can hundred percent see that happening. Um, and Spieth, I like, like, I don't know, man, dude, he does have fucking putter, man. But, uh, I mean, listen, if everybody's going to be putting shitty and he's been so accurate off the team, we talked about it, like over the last, <laughs> over the last couple of rounds, it's been like, uh, like backwards speed. Like it's crazy. Um, I, I like, I like speed the most. Um, but I could definitely see, I could, I could definitely see top five, Tony finally winning and then just going to the masters and not doing well because he won the week prior. Okay. I mean, for DFS purposes, I'm probably skipping this range. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree. I mean, with fee now, it just, it's really expensive for me. It, it doesn't really fit some of the types of bills I'm going for. I can pick apart a couple of things. Then like, he's not the best bunker player. His course history isn't all that great. He can get kind of he could blast it over the yard sometimes too. And I kind of question, like, I know you just mentioned like, yeah, he wants to check off a win. Does he, does he really want to do it here? Is, is his focus really the masters? It's gotta be the masters, right? Like yeah. it has to be like, I want, like, obviously we don't know Tony, but like, I know I'd be superstitious. Like, I'd be like, I don't want to win this tournament. I wouldn't even play this week. <laughs> like, it, like how superstitious I am. I'd be like, if I win this week, I have no shot at winning the masters. Like maybe I'll go try to work out some kinks, but, and then what if you're ahead and you're like, Oh shit. Like I don't actually want to win this tournament. I want to win next week. <laughs> right. So I think I'm off him. Okay. Um, so Hideki. No. No. It's no. starting to come around a little bit. Nope. For him. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. I I'm I would rather be late than early on Hideki at this point. 
Uh, late. We can't be late. We've been early for fucking years. Well, there are people who are going to jump on this week because oh, he is very unpopular. And but the <laughs> there's a the good reason why. Okay. Well, the, it's because the iron play hadn't been good and it's starting to come back. So, so putting's going to go away. It's fine. Well, it's you know what? That's out. actually a great point. The putting has been very good. Yeah. That's probably going to go away soon. I, yeah. All I'm saying is, if you're looking for a contrarian play, there are some things going in Hideki's way that are trending upwards. And no one is going to be on him in this range. In fact, he's going to be the lowest owned probably of chunk, everyone all the way chunk. down except for Matt Kuchar. So <laughs> that is a pivot point. I can point to a couple of things. The iron play has been getting a little better. He's a good scrambler. Guys will be missing a lot of greens. He can get up and down for par. You know, if it, in a tournament that I don't think the winning score is going to be 15 under, 16 under, 17 under. Like, can he be up at the leaderboard at six under? Seven under. Yeah, he could definitely do that. That's kind of a little bit what happened with the Houston Open. In fact, I'm actually starting to talk myself into Hideki. Maybe I need to reevaluate a couple of things. If I think the winning score is going to be eight under, why wouldn't I pick Hideki? Like the last couple of turns we saw where the winning score was single digits was the BMW, US Open, and the Houston Open. Mm-hmm. And he finished top 10 in each. Okay. Fuck you got, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have fun with that one. All right. I'm starting to have myself in the decky and yeah. for DFS purposes, I don't think I'm aware for betting. Cause what is he like 14 to one, 15 to one. Yeah. 15 to one. And, and, and we literally were, were texting. Was it last night? Fucking. We just, I, at least I just hammered a fucking bet uh, against the decky. So you talking yourself into him. It's going to make me very fucking upset. The, the, um, I think I just talked myself into a decky. God damn it, man. Yeah. So but I also do like speed. <laughs> you know, listen, he's a great iron player. The scrambling is really good. It's going to be an ugly contest. I think he can win like one of these ugly contests. So it's, if, if I'm going this range, it's going to be Spieth and Matsuyama. I'm off Scheffler too. He played a billion rounds. Yeah. I I'm, I'm, I'm questioning even if, if he makes the weekend, I can't believe he didn't just withdraw. Like what's the point? Like what's the it, point? there's gotta be some sort of sponsorship angle yeah. that, well, listen. that he felt committed. Yeah, I guess. Well, listen, uh, we both talked about skipping this range, uh, but listen, what you shouldn't skip is win bet. So college hoops is back and win bet is live, bringing you the action of real sports betting and online casino play all produced by win Las Vegas. Get in all your favorite teams, Cinderella stories and all the tournament upsets. Don't miss out on the madness, Gen- generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at win bet. So get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to a $500 risk-free bet terms and conditions may apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Um, I think, uh, yesterday I said, uh, Russell Knox, good win player, uh, plus 1300. Why not throw a couple, uh, shillings on that? Right? Like why not, man? Why yeah. not? You know, why, why the hell? Why yeah. the hell not? So. so golf gambling is, uh, is all about, uh, backing losers and hoping to Christ they fucking win. Um, so, so. I, don't I don't know. I wouldn't call Russell Knox a loser. There's some other losers down there that. Oh would, yeah, yeah. No, listen. Like, I know. I, I liked him. And his, his, his his odds have dropped by like fucking. Uh, he's down to like uh, plus a thousand. I'm like everybody, everybody. Yeah. I mean, the man won a WGC. He's not a loser. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. That's fair. So, Billy Horschel. Billy won one. I think he's a loser. So, Tommy fucking hates that guy. Hates I don't really him. like him either. Tommy hates him. He only hates him because he's a fucking gator, though. <laughs> All right, so it's a little more personal than me. Yeah, a little more personal. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the tier. So the nine thousand dollar range. I mean, top to bottom, except for one guy that we'll talk about soon. There's a lot of a lot of things alike. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of basically similar quality players. Several of them. They're all pretty good tee to green. They're all pretty good off the tee. They're pretty accurate. They'll get in trouble. They're all really good iron players. 
most of them are decent scramblers except for a couple. So probably just for me, it's going to be an ownership play here. And it seems like the guys who are drawing the least amount of steam in this range is Palmer and steel. They have the lowest ownership. Um, I mean, Corey Connors and Charlie Hoppin, two former winners are always grabbing towards that. Yep. Everyone always loves Abe answer. He's getting a lot of ownership. Tringali's getting some popularity. I like him too, but if it if his levels, I'm probably not going to be on him. But I mean, listen, I can point to Ryan Palmer. I don't know why is the popularity on him not as much this week. He's Texas boys, a lot of narratives with that. Is it because he's playing the Masters next week? I don't know, maybe, but checks a lot of boxes. He's, you know, keeps the ball in play. He's good off the tee, hits it long and straight. Good iron player, good scrambler. Good enough for me. Uh, and then Brendan Steele, like, I mean, recently he's gained over a stroke per round tee green over his last uh, 16 rounds. Decent iron player. Uh, the scrambling, actually, no, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong line. He's a good scrambler too. And if I just made a comp of like, you know, this is going to be similar qualities of PJ national, we played well there. He can probably play well here. So, and he has good course history. So those are my two guys. Um, probably not gonna be on Matt Kuchar. Uh, actually, no, that is a definite. I'm not definite. Definitely. Yeah. It, stop, it. He, stop it. He's 45 <laughs> years old and played a billion rounds. There's a reason why he's 2%. That's yeah. That's a bad pivot yeah. play. Um, and I'm probably not, I'm probably just going to avoid probably Charlie Hoffman just because he's a really poor scramble. He's the worst scrambler of this group. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to be really this windy, it doesn't really matter how good of an iron player you're going to be playing. You are, you're going to miss a lot of greens. I have a little, you know, not a lot of confidence. You can get up and down for par to kind of like keep up. So mm-hmm. that's going to be another fade uh, in this range. But I mean, I wouldn't fault you if you take him. I wouldn't fault you to take a lot of these guys. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, I mean, I mean, this is definitely a good range. Like it was, like you said, you can nitpick. Uh, I'm with you hundred percent fade coach. Like, like you said, Jesus Christ, man, I'm 37. I play around a golf and I'm hurt until fucking Tuesday. Right. So never mind. However many fucking holes he played. Um, and so I, I like, I'm with you, man. I like, I actually, I don't care about the, the steam on Tringali. Like, I don't know. You turned me on to this dude, however many months ago. And look, he's, I mean, strokes gained out of this field. He's fifth, fifth, like yep. man, 13 at the Honda. Like I like it. I like one of these guys that checks every box. I know. And, and so that's why he's, that's why he's catching all the steam, but whatever, man, you got to eat the good chalk every once in a while. Um, we're, we both like often. I feel like we've both been on this dude for a minute. He really fucked us with that withdrawal that one day. Um, but I mean, that dude's solid as shit. That's another big chalky thing. And I like steel too. What's funny is, is like, I think he, I, I thought he was going to be, I thought he was going to be the chalkiest player out of here because of the the third at Honda. Um, and I don't listen. The only thing I listened to was that one betting show uh, with, <laughs> with Mayo and Feinberg and they talked about steel and I was like, Oh Christ, here comes the steel bump. Right. And, but it didn't seem to get it. So I'm okay with steel. Um, I'm going to fade Palmer. Really? Yeah. It's, it's for no good reason. It's just for that. Every time I feel like I want to play him and I play him, he breaks his dick off in my ass and something bad happens. So I'll sacrifice myself and not play him. So you could play him and All right. probably make some money. I appreciate it. Thank you for sacrifice for your sacrifice. <laughs> so, I'm surprised that you're not, you love Corey Connors. You're not going to Corey Connors. It's just a popularity thing. Yeah. It's a popularity thing. And like, I don't know. He's kind of bizarro. Corey Connors right now too. His iron plays falling off and he's putting well, like what the fuck is happening? Iron plays not falling off. It's definitely falling off. You keep talking. I'll, oh, I'll fine. Yeah, pull I'm fact check this. Yeah, you, know, you fact check it all you want. I'm 100% right. The um, <laughs> like you could not be more wrong, <laughs> dude. What, what at concession? All he did was punt. That was like 
That was three weeks ago. No, he didn't play concession. Well, he gained 12 strokes with his irons across the Arnold Palmer and the players. Okay. Are you sure it's Corey Connors you were talking about? Yeah. yeah. I no. He Dude, gained. he definitely played concessions. He was no, the one. He he, did. No, he didn't. He did not play concession. The flaw. Yes, he did. Fucking. Oh, no, he did. He did what not play him. He played Arnold Palmer. He played the players. I promise you. Maybe I'm, maybe we'll talk about Palmer then. Did he yes. really gain that many all at Palmer? Corey Connors. Yeah. Yeah. He gained. He was like runner up there. He gained twelve yeah, I know. strokes. Uh, dude, but I feel like I feel like he did it with his fucking putter. I don't know. I'm 100 wrong. Whatever, it's wrong. Uh, the um, he's number one in the model, like seventh the players, third at Arnie Palmer. Like, yeah, he was in the second group, and he could have took it. Man, I swore it was with his fucking putter that day. On Sunday, he was not. Yeah, he didn't putt putter. well. But his irons were great. No, 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 no. His irons weren't good on Sunday. Okay, but overall for the tournament, he gained eight strokes. Yeah, whatever. Fuck. The um, <laughs> all right, fine. Fine, whatever. Fuck okay. your facts. The um, yeah, it's just he's number one on the model. Like, and I didn't even do the windy as fuck. This is just like the basic fucking model where you whatever just twist some shit around. Like, I don't know. He's gotta be super popular. Like, he's gotta be like the chalkiest guy in this range, right? Yeah, I think he is. I think he's like twenty four percent. He might be the highest owned player in the game this week. Yeah, and I, and I love I love Corey Connors, man. But look, not for DFS. I, I definitely I definitely have him as a bats, right? But not for DFS. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I think we'd be up this range. Why don't we uh, move on from there? All right. So the eight K range. This is uh, this is an interesting range, like it always is, right? Like those guys who feel like might be underpriced, overpriced. It's kind of a short range. Um, I feel like DK just. Do they have like a like a maximum guy that they have to put in for fucking like like eight k like because there's a bunch of seven k guys that could be right there with some of these eight k guys and it's like why don't you just expand the eight k range instead of making me choose between seven hundred golfers in the fucking seven k range? Yeah, it seems like they just want one at eighty nine, eighty eight, eighty seven. Just go right. Yeah, the it's list fucking then, insane. Like, two guys at eight. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so whatever. I won't go through them all. Um, shocker. I like Siwoo. Um, look, uh, he dude. He almost won here. Right, he he almost won here when Connors won here. He fucked up. Was it eighteen when he hit it off that fucking? When he hit it into the into the rock? I honestly don't remember her that much. Okay. It was two years ago. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> the, uh, so I like Siwoo. Like whatever, man. If his irons are on, he can play. Um, he looked okay in match play last week. I don't know, man. He's he's a guy who I feel like kind of gets in his own head. Um, another shocker, Keegs, great iron player, like can't putt, worth a shit. Like, let's go. Decent course history here. Nothing terrible. Um, those are my two favorites out of here. And I like I like Davis only because I like Davis. And then you told me the other night that he wasn't a course fit. So I'll probably stay away from him. Um, what do you think about your boy Kirk? Oh, let's talk about him later. Okay. All right. So, we'll uh, about we'll so my, so my fade is obviously dominant. Just one. No way. And Fowler. Like why, why is Fowler 8,100? I don't give a shit if he's trying to make the masters. I don't care. He's no, the answer is no, no fucking follower. $8,100. All right. Let me play devil's advocate with Ricky. Oh God. You did the same thing. You did the same thing last week. Listen, there are probably some Ricky Fowler fans out there who are going to appreciate this. Okay. Okay. Otherwise we're going to turn off the podcast. If we both would be off, (laughs) you know, their sun God. So (laughs) give me really windy, right? Yep. Everybody's going to miss some greens, right? Yep. What's the only thing Ricky's been doing well lately? Scrambling. Scrambling. That's it. And I mean, he does hit his short wedges relatively okay, but that's really about it. So if you like Ricky Fowler, you want it to be like biblical weather conditions this week. 
because everybody's going to be missing greens. Then like, they're just playing in the mud like him and he can get up and down for par. You know, he can si- kind of save things. Like the problem is I don't trust him with the putter right now. Which I don't, I don't trust him. Like, cause you do have to hit some greens at some point. I don't trust him to do it on a consistent basis in order to even make the weekend. I don't know. It, it's, it's tough to like him, but I mean, as far as guys I like, um, you know, I mean, I do like, obviously I like some of the chalky options. Like I like Siwoo for the yep. same reasons you do. Uh, I do am a little concerned about how erratic he is off the tee and he's not going to have a giant grandstand in order to bounce uh, balls off of to keep the ball in play. <laughs> That's a problem. One time, bro. One time. That's a problem, but you know what? We'll see how that goes. Um, I'm scared to death of Chuck Keegan, but this is kind of one of those hashtag team, no putt events. I think it matters to him that he plays the masters. He didn't play it in November. I don't think he's played the last two years. years. So, and this is his last shot. So he could do it too. So two guys that I like that are not getting ton of ownership. So Zach Johnson is one. Uh, I mean, he hasn't been striking the ball very well lately. But this course kind of plays with strengths. He's pretty accurate, good with his like wedges and short game. You know, he can roll the rock a little bit. I like him. And Adam Hadwin's starting to play a little better too. You know, he's someone who's really good scrambler. He can win kind of like these rock fights, like, you know, like where everybody's missing greens. Then it kind of shrinks the gap between his ball striking deficiencies and the rest of the field. I kind of like him too. As far as guys I'm off, I, I don't like Cam Davis. I don't like Sam Burns. I always lump those Definitely. guys together as the same type of guy. You know, both those guys just blasted all over the yard, you know, especially Sam Burns. Sam Burns is losing like a half stroke per round off the tee. He's been really bad since the Genesis. Yeah. Both guys are pretty bad with their wedges and short irons. Both guys are pretty bad scrambling. Like that's a bad combo here. And they have, and it shows in the course history. Like I know Cam Davis only played this tournament once, well, but lost over a stroke per round and missed the cut. Sam Burns has six rounds and lost about two strokes per round. And it just, it's, it's not great. So I'm going to be off them. Um, and then we will save uh, Chris Kirk until later. Okay. Well, I know what that means. All right. So, so all right. Seven K range. Uh, did I start? I started the eight K range. So you do the seven K range. You start the seven K. Okay. So I think what we got to figure out first is because our low trend of fading the chalk in $7,000 has not worked. So well, I think we it only have, hasn't worked the last two weeks. And then what kind of weird or oh, three weeks? Was it two two or three weeks? I think it's three weeks in a row. I mean, I feel like match play uh, WCC. I, I think it was it was concession players yeah. and it was Honda. Did not okay. work. Okay. So I think we gotta at least consider which is good chalk. So mm-hmm. we got Harold Barner third, Doug Gim, or Sam Ryder. And I just don't trust Sam Ryder. No. No, I it just no. he does not have the pedigree of like I mean, I know Gim has only really been around since like October, but I have a lot more faith in his raw natural ability and his upside than I do Sam Ryder. And Harold Varner third, I think he's just a more complete pet player. It's better scrambler than he is, just good of a ball striker. I trust those two a lot more than Sam Ryder. So of those three who I think is gonna bomb, I think it's gonna be Sam Ryder. I, I think agree. that's being a little too too cute. Yeah, I and I think his the last couple of performances are like kind of baked in for him at or at these like opposite field events. That that tends to fade. Yeah. So, I mean, so as far as guys who are not getting as much steam, who I like, I mean, I got like three or four. So, you're gonna hate this play. Oh, but it's gonna be windy. Mm -hmm. 
You play Brandon Grace in the wind. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. I'm on I'm on Grace too. Oh man. Dude, I got a fucking I think I threw an outright arm earlier today. <laughs> Holy shit. You hate that dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. But dude, once again, I can hate people and still try and make money. Once again, I have bet on the Yankees to win. And there is no team I hate more in my fucking life than the Yankees. So the thing is with grace is all the stats are actually pretty bad. Like it does not pop up in any model that you look except for the fact he's going to be winning. So this is just yeah. blind. And he just, and he just, and he just won three weeks ago. He did. He, he, played, well he played okay Gen- at the Arnie. He played okay. He, he played well at Genesis. Weeks. He played well at Genesis as well. And that was yeah, really windy. So yeah, I think he's got to go with it. Andrew Putnam's been playing pretty good lately. He's a great scrambler as well. And a great putter. That's somebody who everybody's missing greens the first couple of days. Like he can hang around the top of the leaderboard just because he's getting up and down. John Huzz, really consistent, good iron player, really accurate, decent scrambler. I'm looking for, I'm loving that too. Danny McCarthy, again, is someone who doesn't really pop up with the ball striking stats, but he's a great scrambler and putter. He can win a game of like getting up and down. And your boy Russell Knox. Listen, you kind of turned me on a little bit. I, I took a closer look, and he fits this mold of like the hashtag team no putt guys that are consistent to green, good scramblers, decent bunker players. That's somebody who I'm looking to target this week. So, you know, there are guys who are around you know under 10% that have a lot of attributes you're looking for, especially in windy, hard conditions. I think those are some to go to. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm with you on literally all of those. Uh, so that's terrifying. The only ones that, that I would say that I also like is I like Matt Wallace. I really like how he played during the match play. Same okay. type, same type of thing, like uh, kind of a grinder, but um, I think he got a top 20 uh, at Arnie and dude, he's, he's a British cat, like grew up playing in the wind, like whatever. Give, I want guys who are, who are used to crosswinds, crazy winds, things like that, who aren't going to get rattled on the third hole when the ball goes fucking 15 yards left of where they thought it was going to go. And hopefully he can get up and down from there and keep his composure. Now, obviously he's an angry golfer. That's why I like him. So maybe he can't, but um, I like him for that. Um, and I like Higgs, man. Listen, I was on him earlier and now all of a sudden he's starting to make all these fucking cuts and like doing well, like laid back type of dude. Hopefully he doesn't get rattled in the wind. I'm, I'm on Higgs. The only <laughs> the people I'm fading in this area are, is my boy, Luke list. Why did he withdraw and scam champ? Like, nope, no, thank you. Nope. I'm out on champ. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. I, I, I don't know why. And I, and I heard some talk about champ this week and I'm, I think that's so misguided. And I think it's because of the Safeway comp the, yeah, uh, here. Here's a, here's a problem with that comp at the Safeway. If you blast it off the planet, you know where it goes, it goes in the next fairway. You know, where it goes right. here. It's lost, lost, it's lost exactly. forever. Exactly. Yeah. It's next to a rattlesnake. You're going to get bit and you're going to die. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> So yeah, I, I want nothing to do with Cam Champ. I want nothing to do with like Eric Van Royen. Not nothing to do with Phil. Nothing. No, fuck no. Yeah. No. So. All right. All right. Listen, before we go uh, into the dumpster range, listen. If you're looking to get an edge and make yourself a smarter, better during match madness, BetQL's algorithms scan thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets. Easily find the most profitable bets based on the top bet- betting trends. Your brackets may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have to. So head over to BetQL.com to get started today and head to the App Store and Google Play Store to download the app. Bet smarter, not harder. Use promo code MATCH30 for 30% off. BetQL for the entire year. That's BetQL.com, promo code MATCH30. For the entire year. All right, man. All right. I think so, you're leading off under $7,000. So based on my bills, man, I don't really, there's only two guys that I've used in a lineup. It's uh, it's your boy Burgoon. 
Um, who, Why is he my boy? I don't know. You picked him in some outright, and I was like, "That's Steve's guy." Because <laughs> I didn't. Because you talked to me about him, and I was like, "What? Why are you fucking picking somebody named Bryson Bragoon?" Um, Bryson Bragoon, but close enough. I have a man close enough, dude. He's in the six K range. I'll learn his name when he's up higher. The um, <laughs> the uh, wait, where the fuck did he go? What's oh, he's he's like sixty five hundred. Sixty five. There he is. All right. So okay. yeah. So I looked at this. So dude, he's made his last five cuts. Okay. Play Corrales, top thirty, whatever. Made the cut at Honda, top forty Puerto Rico, like and then two top fifties after that. He's sixty five hundred. What else do you want from somebody like that? So I like that. And then Will Gordon's not getting any love. Like I feel like that dude was catching steam a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. he, same thing, five made cuts in a row. In the playing, he's been doing it ugly, but hey, listen, yes. I don't give a fuck how you do it in the six K range, dude. 30, 34th at Corrales, 36th at Honda, top fifty at Arnie, twenty-seventh at Puerto Rico, and twenty twenty-one at Pebble. Like, dude, for sixty eight hundred, like that's consistency that I mean you yeah, that I'm perfectly fine with both those guys at DFS. Okay. I mean, I I was a Will Gordon truther for a while. And he burned me over and over and over. I think most famously at it might have been Corrales last fall when like I went way out on a limb for him. And he was like, he was like 60 to one or something. I went just deep. Mm-hmm. And he was like, after like everybody was burning the front nine, he was like plus four through eight. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. And that was about when I got off. Um, you can have him. Okay. I'm not on either two. That's fair. I think we need to talk about Roger Sloan. Yeah, why? And why is he popular? So here's why he's popular over his last 16 rounds. He's gained about 0.6 strokes per round T to green gained about 0.4 strokes per round off the T. I think he's an accurate player. You know, he's hitting his irons pretty well. That's kind of like with Sam. I throw him in the Sam Ryder bucket. I think it's okay. a little too cute. And he's, if he's catching 10%, 11% ownership, no thanks. And the same thing goes to Cameron Percy. I love Cameron Percy. I was looking forward to playing him at like 3%. Yeah, not, not nine. No, but <laughs> I, I see why he would pop up on everybody's like their model because accurate, good ball striker, great with the irons. Yeah. I mean, he stands out basically above everybody else here. Same with Scott Stallings. Like, that's kind of another guy who does similar things who is going to catch a little bit less ownership. I might go to him instead of Percy, but as far as guys I like in this range, I'm thinking about guys again, that it's going to be ugly and yeah. you got to get up and down for par a lot. And so I'm looking kind of for more good scrammers. Cause let's face it. All these guys are shitty ball strikers at the end <laughs> of the day. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I can look at Pat Perez and some of those surface ball striking numbers look good, but he's also a draw candidate. But the one thing I do know he can do, Duke can get out of a bunker. Yeah. And Duke can get up and down for par. So yeah. I like him $6,900. Same thing with Nate Lashley. Like he's been kind of playing pretty good lately. Play well with Pebble. I think he played well with the players too. Good scrambler. Kind of like him in these conditions too. Brandon Hagee played really well at Honda. And the one, literally the one thing he does well is just scrambles ass off. Yeah. And he's playing better lately. I like him. And if you really, really, really want to go right to the bottom of the barrel, there are two guys sitting right back to each other's at $6,200. Both of them do a really nice job. keeping ball play. Both of them hit their short irons pretty well. Both numbers and scramblers. One of them is your boy, Rob Oppenheim, who it seems mm-hmm. like every time I get on here yeah, and talk him up, he slaps me in the face. Mm-hmm. We yep. do it again. Yep. 
and Vaughn Taylor. I think he can at least make the cut. Okay. You know, I, he has been playing absolutely terrible, but you know what? He keeps the ball in play, hits his shorter irons a little better. I think he can at least make the cut for you. All right. Well, I like it. All right. Well, listen, why don't you give us the big short? All what right. Well, it's hard to pick. There's a lot of guys I don't like. I mean, I think I'm just looking at that Scotty Scheffler number at like 19%. And I love Scotty Scheffler. I mean, you heard me on this podcast last week that like we picked him to the finals, you know, and I kept betting him like to win the group, kept betting him throughout, you know, the knockout tournament, kept doing all that stuff. And everything looks great on him, you know, he's gained a lot of strokes per round, great tee to green, accurate player, good scrambler. If it was any other week, I would love Scotty Scheffler, but dude just played 110 rounds. Dude's got to be tired. Dude's got the masters on his mind. So you can get Scotty Scheffler and miss the cut at like plus 250. I think it's going to be a short, I think it's going to be short, uh, a short appearance for uh, old Scotty here. I just, it's, it, he looked absolutely gassed coming down the stretch of the match play. That's hard for me to think that Scheffler is going to do much in this tournament. So not only Scheffler, I think going to bomb DFS lambs about everybody going back to him at this high ownership. I think he's going to miss the cut. So Scotty Scheffler misses the weekend, gets an early start to Augusta recuperates and hopefully does a little better next week because I think he can do well there. So we'll dive into this next week. As far as like, now I really want to know when you talked about the two and the six times playing like, Oh, Dude, I gotta, I gotta know like how many times all these guys played. <laughs> like this is, this is you, you sent me down a rabbit hole that I already started researching today. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's important. There's the level jump that we'll talk about probably on Sunday. Yeah. Nice. All right. So where are we going from here? You want to go to betting card or do we gotta? Uh, uh, we, we gotta, gotta pay some bills. We gotta, we're now we gotta do some one and done, and then we'll pay some bills. Oh, uh, one and done. Okay. All right. Uh, why don't My, you go first? Up. Oh, you're on mute. No. <laughs> so, so how like how, like how am I so bad at one and done? I don't understand. I pick outrights. I win matchups. I fucking I, I, like I get top tens, top twenties. Why? Well, how do I miss on the one and dones? You know what you should do. You should light a hundred dollars on fire and enter in the second chance uh, mayo. You know. Dude, Dance I saw mayo cup, whatever the hell it's oh, called. Fuck you, man. I thought about it. I was like, no, no way. Dude, I'm just so bad. I'm not even good at our little one. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not last. I'm like middle of the pack. But at the same point, like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand how I'm so bad at it. Well, you know what? You serve a purpose. You tell us who not to pick. Yeah. That's okay. So fuck. you know what? Just like you did with who, who, who did you decide you're going to sacrifice? Ryan Palmer? Yeah, I sacrifice yeah, Ryan Palmer. Sacrifice yourself for, you know, uh, for this week. <laughs> who right, who should you not pick? I'm saving, I'm saving him because, because I still get that ticket on him for the masters and I really, really hope he's going to win. So I'm not going to use him this week. Uh, Okay. No, I'm not going to use speed because I I don't want to put any bad juju on him. Fuck it. I I, I would use fee now because I talked myself out of fee now. I talked myself into somebody who missed the cut and fee now came in goddamn second at at fucking Riviera. Mm -hmm. Fuck it. I'm using, I'm using fee now. Okay. I'm sorry, Malcolm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's our silent partner overseas. That, uh, yeah, who is, uh, you know, I've been very patient with us as far as our uh, crappy one done picks. Although, you know what? Yeah, I, you're doing good. Are, you're fine. I, I'm doing okay. I, I, I have sights 
on the money. Now it's yeah. a realistic chance. So I'm kind of going again, the same strategy as last week. You know, I kind of had a little bit of an off the wall pick and you know what? Maybe this isn't off the wall because it's popular, but I think it's Cameron Tringali's week. Ooh. I really do. And I already used Chris Kirk and I can't use him. I used Tony Fino. can't use him. Scheffler. I'm not using anyways. It was either Ryan Palmer, or Cameron Tringali. And I'm going Tringali. Right. I, I, I think he can do maybe what Kevin Chappell did a couple of years ago. Like it, like the, it's a sticker shock. Like why is he this high? He's playing so good. And eventually when you play this good for this long, you break through. We saw with a couple of guys, you know, earlier in the season, yeah. like we saw with Siwoo, saw with Harris English, those guys, you know, came and ended up winning after long, prolonged stretches of playing. Well, I think it's Tringali's week. Let's go. All right. I like it. All right. So as Steve alluded to, got to pay some bills. So uh, before we get to the betting card, uh, listen, uh, you got to head over to odds crowd uh, and listen, follow the March madness contest. Uh, odds crowd has plenty of free contests, including a $500 weekly contest and a 2000 season long MLB contest. Do you know, baseball starts fucking Thursday. What's baseball? Oh, dude, come on. Seriously. I used to watch baseball. I played baseball as a kid. It was my best sport in high school. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. All right. And I'm the, and I'm a fucking guy who sits through a golf telecast and is wildly entertained. I am can't utter, watch baseball. I'm I mean, utterly same. bored by baseball at this point. All right. We're, we're going to have a, we're going to have a long conversation after the ad read and uh, offline. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> as if this podcast isn't already long. I know. Right. Fuck it. All right. Sorry. Oscrowd. Uh And Oscrowd isn't just a fantasy betting contest. It's a social app built for sports betters. Free to download. You can live group chat with other betters, track your bets, set a private betting contest with your buddies and much more. So download the app for free and go to sports slash odds. That's sports slash odds. And on top of that, listen, might as well just go to picks wise while you're at it. Cause they're helmed by a team of trend watching data devouring sports fanatic wise guys, giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction on every game, every day in every sport, all for free picks wise presents the capper contest to follow like with the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and six other experts all competing for a $10,000 winner. Take all prize, follow the action for their free picks and analysis every day of the big dance by visiting pickswise.com slash match madness. That's pickswise.com slash match madness. Boom. All right. All you right. yell at me about not liking baseball or can we, yeah, uh, what the, I, we'll do that offline, but hey, seriously, how the fuck do you not like baseball? I mean, I, used you're, to, I, I used to you're like a little baseball. younger than me. You're what are you? You're like 35, right? 34. Yeah, I'm 35. Okay. So you're fucking two years younger than me. That's okay. the only thing we had growing up. Would I know you, that. Would you play soccer? No, I told you my best sport in high school was baseball. I played varsity baseball. Uh, yes. I was a starting starting center fielder. And I was a relief pitcher. Yeah. So, uh, so I played AAU ball. I played high school ball. Like, okay. Like how do I still love the sport? Here's the problem. I, this, there are so, so many, many sports right now and golf is all year long. And then there's football. You got college basketball. There's just only so much room for my attention span with that. And NFL now is a 12 year, 12 month sport now with everything. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, hear I you. just, I, I can't, I, I there's only it. so much room. I get it. But the red Sox were like my first love, bro. Like mm-hmm. my first love, like, yeah. like I, I, I still, as bad as they are, as much as I hate their fucking ownership, 
I still, regardless, I'm like, fuck that. I'm not watching baseball. I still, dude, I, up until a couple of years ago, my poor wife had to sit through every single fucking game. Okay. It was Let me, my- that actually brings up a great point. <laughs> Think about it from your shoes. You grew up in Boston, right? So yeah. Boston Red Sox are basically in your DNA. Yeah. I grew up in Rochester, Rochester, New York. We have yeah. the triple a red wings here. It's basically, let me finish. Let me finish. Yes. We don't have teams here. It's either you rooted for the Orioles growing up because they were the parent club or the Rochester Red Wings or later the twins because, and then I think now we're like the nationals or something. I don't even know who the parent club for our team team is now. (laughs) Yeah. It's not the twins. Literally in elementary school, it was, you're either a Yankee fan just because they're on yes network or MSG or whatever it was. And I didn't want to just root for the winners. So I rooted for Boston just because I'm a transplant and then they won, but I'm not from the region. All right. I'm not you from the for area. Boston? I don't have Nesson, you know, scream my ear or W E E I or whatever the hell it is. Oh my Boston. God. I'm giving you a virtual hug right now. You yeah, just I quoted Nesson and W E I in my ear all the time, 24 seven. That's literally and eventually what. like, and like it's a region. Baseball is a regional sport now. It is. And I, I, I just, I, I can't do it. It, it. There's only so much room for my attention span. And unfortunately it's been pushed to the edges. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I get it. Like, obviously, Jesus Christ, this went off the rails. Sorry. Um, the, um, but, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I used to do fantasy baseball. I quit fantasy baseball like fucking ten years ago. I was like, dude, I cannot fucking pay attention to all this shit. Like, it's a, so it was just the Red Sox focused. Uh, but whatever, man. You, you got to get back on board. Like, baseball is a pure sport. I love it. It to me, it's it's the closest thing to golf. Like, as far as like, it, it's it's very. I don't know. Like, it's it's a thinking man's game, right? No, I. Trust me. I, I know it is maybe, I mean, you are rubbing off of me in some qualities. Maybe mm-hmm. I will re-embrace my love of the Red Sox and uh, maybe, you know, let's we'll go. Watch. I had no idea you liked the Red Sox, bro. That I did. I was a big Red Sox fan in like my teens and early twenties. And uh, I just, I fell off. So. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, maybe the thrill of them, like never winning the world series, like, and then they won four in like 12 years. I'm like, Oh, oh dude, yeah. Dude, I have the craziest. This has already gone off the rails too much, but remind me for uh, one, one of the podcasts, I will tell you the craziest 2004 World Series story that you will ever fucking hear. Okay. Like, like it, it's it's nuts. It's uh, uh, I, I literally missed movement to watch uh, the Red Sox win the World Series. Okay, I would love to hear it because those are <laughs> those are fond memories. I the 2004 run that was very fun. Right, let's get back to the Valero though. All right, no one All right fine. Shit. Back to golf. Sorry, guys. Uh, all hopefully, right, you so guys can uh, fast forward. Yeah. All right. So, top ten props. Um, so, I mentioned earlier, I have concerns that there's not enough infrastructure on the property for Siwoo Kim in order to give him the win. But I didn't get a top ten. You can get its top ten odds at like plus three fifty, plus three hundred. Like it's somewhere in between that range. Yep. I like that. I mean, I, it's he went through a little bit of a slump. It seems like he started to turn things around a little bit. I know the match play didn't go well for him, but you know, it's fucking match play. Like it's, it's round Victor Hoblin didn't play well in match play. Like throw that garbage out. Right. It doesn't matter. So see, we can talk to him. One guy I didn't mention earlier and like where his odds are like, and where some other guys are like, he's better. And Lanto Griffin's just better than some of the guys that are like above him. And he's plus four twenty five to finish in a top 10. Like, I think the one concern is he's not that grave a scrambler, which listen, that's a little bit concerning, but the one area where he actually is pretty good is bunker play. Yeah. Like he gets out up and down from bunkers about 50% of the time. That's actually one of the better clips in this field. So he's a good ball striker too. I think he can finish top 10 at like plus four twenty five. And th- those are my two top tens. So what do you got? Well, well I'm glad I have three because okay. I also have Kim and Griffin. <laughs> 
Wow. God damn it, man. This might be the fade golf gambling podcast. This episode. might, this might we be read on everything. Yeah. This really worries me. <laughs> um, the only other one I got is Tringali. Um, I got him at kind of a shitty number. Um, I got him at plus two ninety, but it's not bad. It's not bad. But I don't know, whatever. Like it's for the same reason that I I liked them before, right? I, but Jesus, man, you're on Cebu and Griffin too. I am. Ah, gross. All right, fine. Fuck it. Listen, we're gonna make money together. Fuck that shit. No negativity. No negativity. This is we're on the same fucking page, man. We ride together, page. we die together. Ride together, die together. This is how we yeah. break them books. We're on the same fucking page. Gut and stats together. Okay. Um, all, all right. How about some top twenties? So, uh, because I already have him outright, and I'm also terrified of him. Um, I got Keegs <laughs> at plus two hundred at the top twenty. Uh, so you're doing what you did the players or something. Yeah. You just get a monopoly on a guy. Yep. And it all goes to shit. <laughs> yep. Listen, man, listen, in for a pound, in for a penny, baby, All or right. in for a penny, in for a pound. Um, okay. And, and so is a sneaky one. You're going to hate it. And this just, this is, I, nobody should follow this. This is just for my hopeful for next week that Munez is coming back into shape. <laughs> I got Munez at plus 300 top 20 and I got Knox at plus 375. Why would I hate either of those? Munez? I thought you didn't like him. I think I didn't like him when like everybody was talking about him. Like he was the next golden God. I don't oh. like the fact that you snap bet him at the masters after the third round. That's fucking 1200 to one. Who cares? Yeah, I, I know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, I don't, I don't hate that. I think he was a good player. Like I, okay. I think he's struggling a little bit, but I feel like I he was like turning the corner of the last play last. Uh, uh, I literally did. I, I, listen, I, I, I think it turned back the, around the other corner. <laughs> oh, did it? Damn it. It might've. <laughs> So I just saw his name and I saw the number and I was like, eh, that's fine. I'll go ahead and throw that on it. Okay. All right. So, I mean, so, so I, I, I don't fully trust Ryan Moore just because he's really bad putter, but do I trust his course history in the ball striking? I do and get his top 20 plus 300. The guy has not finished lower than 18th ever at this event. I think I'm just going to go with that. And then my right. column dropped tonight. I got like seven or eight guys, like ranging from like Andrew Putnam and plus two seventy all the way down to Vaughn Taylor, ten to one to finish top twenty. Pick and choose a couple of those. I like them, you know. Take some stabs. So yeah, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Go check out my column. I got a little uh, a list of guys to consider for top twenty. Yep. All right. Can I give Can I give uh, just a couple exotic props? Sure. Yeah. I don't have any. I don't have any, but you can. And one. And one that's going to make you very upset. All right. You've been <laughs> hyping this up all night. I'm, I'm, it's better be good. Oh, it's going to, it's going to make you sad. All right. So whatever I got top Asian, uh, Siwoo plus two seventy five. I'll always take that bet. It's basically head to head him versus listen. I know whatever it's him versus Decky. I'm going to take it every single time and it's plus money and I will take it. Uh, top Euro Knox 900 or oh, 90 to one, 90 to one. Okay. I like that. And here's the one that's going to make you cry, man. If you can, if you could take a home equity line of credit out, do some cash out mortgage, do something, find as much cash as you can find uh, before, before Thursday. And oh if you God. take top Swede Norlander over Stenson at minus one eighty, that is the freest fucking money you will ever find in your life. 
that shit, that shit should be minus 600. It is only minus 180. I will eat that juice all day. I am going to fucking hammer that. I love you, Steve. I'm sorry. I cannot wait for Henrik Norlander shooting 85. On <laughs> doesn't matter. Stance is going to shoot an 88. <laughs> doesn't that, matter. That, let me tell you guys right now. Do not follow what you, what he, my co-host just said. That is going to get thrown right back into his face immediately at 9:30 a.m. on Thursday morning, and <laughs> you're going to go to the Slack channel, and it's going to be a bunch of f bombs for Boston Capper, <laughs> and Henrik Norlander is getting put on a boat. We're holding his funeral on Sunday because because my co-host is going to lose a shit ton of money on that prop. Dude, Stetson is so bad. I so know bad. he is, but you know what? Norlander is also broken, but he's right. not that bad. He's been very broken. I think you need to look at that guy and uh, well, I don't care some results. I don't care. It's it's a it's All a right. blind it's a blind bet, and I I did kind of go heavy. I might have been drinking. Um, <laughs> the um that's the one I knew would make you mad. Because look, even if even if Norlander was playing okay, which I know he's not playing great, he's still playing better than Stenson, bro. You you just you that literally physically you literally can't make that bet. I know you can't, and I can't make bets like that against my guys either. I get it. That's why I knew it was going to make you mad. But that is a free money play. Free money. There's no such thing as free money when it comes to Fade and Henrik Stenson. <laughs> okay. He's gonna make it work for it. All right. <laughs> Let, let's just move on. <laughs> All right, listen. All right. Before, before we get the matchups real quick, uh listen, better than Vegas. Uh we post the videos on Wednesday. Um I did pretty good last week. I think I talked about it yesterday, whatever hit all the first round matchups. It was like six Oh and one or something like that and tipped whatever. Uh, but look, it's like sports dude. It's like sports dude. It's like YouTube, but what for DJs only care about sports betting. Uh, we're giving out free daily picks over at our profile page. It's better than Vegas is always running free contests as well. They got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. So make sure to subscribe to our profile. So you don't miss a pick sports game podcast.com slash BTV. That's sports game podcast.com slash BTV. And listen, last but not least better edge. It allows you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. Since you're buying positions from other sports betters, there is no house and it's legal in more than 40 States. So post your plays and have someone on the other side, pick it up, man, no juice. So uh, they have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contest as well. Sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R edge.com promo code S G P. All right. Matchups. I know we were kicking them around last night. Um, I know we have some overlap ones, so I'll let you go first and I'll just say the ones that I have that you don't have. Okay. Um, so I'm in on fading Matt Kuchar this week. There's a couple Matt anti Matt Kuchar ones uh, that I've seen. You can get Zach Johnson minus one time over Matt Kuchar. I told you, you know, when we covered the eight thousand dollar range, I like Zach Johnson this week. I think Kuchar's gonna be gas. You can also get Keegan Bradley uh, minus one five over them. Although the fact that you have a monopoly over all the shares of Keegan Bradley, <laughs> speak about everything you possibly bet for him, and he's chalk. Maybe just do the ZJ one, but you know what? I went on Keegan Bradley out of solidarity and support to my co-host who loves Keegan Bradley. I bet that one too. So basically just at the end of the day, fade Matt Kuchar, you know, unless it's, unless he's playing like a complete dumpster, like uh Henrik Norlander or something, you know, <laughs> you're, you're going to be so salty with this bet cash. <laughs> no, it, because you're going to be salty when it doesn't, I won't, right. be, I won't be salty, but because <laughs> it's, because it's a bet, but I just know if it comes out my way, you're going to be very upset about it. I'm going to be very upset at you. <laughs> All right. So another one I like this week. So I, 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 
the Harry Higgs matchup against Adam long and Harry Higgs is plus one Oh five in the matchup that that's wrong. Harry Higgs should be the favorite there. Yep. Adam long just hasn't been very good. Like, like he had some good performances. I think last fall that are still kind of baked into like his strokes game, but like recent form is bad ball striking is tailed off. He hasn't been scrambling very well. And I like, and like you liked him, I think in DFS, I like Harry Higgs too. Like there's a lot of good things about him. Like coming into this event, he's just a better ball striker. I like him as the underdog here. And I think he gets the straight up win. And then and there's some other ones I like too. Um, if you want to get the secret menu, so to say about everything else I'm on, come to Slack channel. I will happily tell you. Yeah, absolutely. That, that really is once again, this is a, uh, this is appetizer type shit, man. We do this shit on Mondays, Tuesdays, Sundays, <laughs> fucking most times. Like uh, we really, we really start throwing some shit out late Wednesday night for me. Uh, <laughs> and then just all throughout the days, early stuff. Like we really do drop a bunch of fucking shit in that Slack channel. And like I said before, listen, we got other shop guys in there, man. Um, and we're not even doing first round leader tonight. Um, we'll, we're, we're going to wait on the weather a little bit and uh, we'll post it in Slack. We also have uh, the idiot savant uh, who also is great at NBA. And apparently now he's doing MLB moon off uh, my, my dog. Uh, <laughs> the, um, he, he, uh, he is, he is very good at calling first round leaders. Uh, unfortunately he wasn't on Matt Jones the last time, even though I told him to. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm with, I'm with that. I, and you know, like I said, I'm with Keegs uh, over Cooch and dude, it's minus one Oh five. Come on. Like yeah. it's fucking it's easy money. Um, God damn it. I say I'm saying easy money way too much tonight. You are. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Easy money on Henrik Norlander. Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. sense that never yeah. should against, be against Stenson. Listen, okay. take your panties out of the bunch. All right. The, um, <laughs> all right. Um, and so I like, so I found, uh, what do you think about, I like grace over Munez. That's even money. Um, yeah. Eggs, <laughs> The more I think about it with the weather, the more I like grace. Yeah. So, yeah I like that. So I like, I got, I got down on that one. I got down Higgs over champ, even money. Ooh, I got, I like that one too. Yeah. It's even money too. Even money. I didn't even pay juice. Okay. <laughs> the, um, and that speed over decky. That's the one that I fucking hammered last night that we fucking talked about. And now all of a sudden you're talking yourself in a goddamn decky. Yeah. I, I, I think I might regret that one now. Well, I but. think I'm going to regret it even more. seeing how I fucking hammered it last night, but I still think I'm right. Fuck that. Well, so so here's so here's the thing. That line is wrong. I know. Based on wrong. where the based on where the odds are. If you look at like I think Hideki was like a big underdog to Scheffler yeah. and Finau, but on this one, Spieth is the underdog. Like it just it was an auto bet just because it's just wrong. Correct. And Spieth has been playing better. The more I think about it, the more I'm worried that we might be sleeping on Hideki this week. So no, we'll see. No, no, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray, which I haven't done since I, I was in Catholic school however many fucking years ago that was. The um, <laughs> eighth grade. Uh, the um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's it, right? We got anything else to add? Uh, we got outrights we can talk to. Oh fuck yeah, shit. Yeah, the most important part of the show, the one that everybody comes for. So I write it at the top of the page, and I'm oh, a scatterbrain, so I just assume it's done <laughs> by the time I get to the bottom of the page. Once again, Ron Burgundy, I read what's in front of me. There you go. <laughs> All right. So All what right, do you, you want me to yeah, go? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I got to pull up what I already have. All right. So I've heaped a lot of praise on Cameron Chingali this uh, show. And his odds like didn't really shift a whole lot. Like some on some books it did, but like he's still hanging around like 30, 33 to one to win. I'm betting that. Yeah. That that's that's the that's the highest on the card I I went. Like I also grabbed like before all the odds moves, like yeah, I problem. grabbed Speeth, I grabbed Palmer, but where their odds are now, I don't like them. But like Shringali hasn't really budged. 
Okay. If you haven't bet anything yet, I like that one. So, that and Chris oh, Kirk I'll, has, I'll, I'll join you on him. Okay. Chris Kirk didn't move at all. Really? I mean, it might move to like 35 to one, but like, I thought he was going to go to like 30 or mm-hmm. under 30 and he's hanging around 40. That dude is so good right now. He checks every box too. And he, I think like maybe people have like a bad taste in their mouth because of what happened to the players and he screwed everybody. It's been great. Okay. And like, it seems like the last couple tournaments, he has sabotaged it with one bad round. And it seemed like it was Sunday both times. Like mm-hmm. it was the players dropped from like top 10 to like 40th, the Honda, he was in the mix too. And he had a mm-hmm. bad Sunday kind of yeah. like ruined things. I think he's going to put it together this week. I like the price. Okay. one. Let's go. Fuck it. I'll join you on that one too. I'm with your man crush on Keegan Bradley. <laughs> I think, I think he's, what does number drop to though? It's fifth. It, I've seen 40 and 50. I mean, I got it once I caught a book napping after G with you. I got yeah. him at 55. Yeah, so I around like I got, 40 I, yeah, now, so but I, I got him at 55 too. I, st- I still like the narrative of okay. a guy can overcome putting deficiencies to win here, especially if I think the winning source would be like minus seven, minus eight. It's it's look at his weather report. It ain't going to be easy out there. And so, dude, is, dude is so good with his goddamn irons. Yeah. By the way, we should we, listen. Anybody who wants to tweet Keegan Bradley and let him know that I'm his fucking number one fan, feel free and let him know that we would love to talk to Keegan Bradley. On well, he's, he's a really good scrambler too. Like that's another part. Like you see some of these guys that like, just if they miss a green, they're kind of done. Yeah. He's not done. If he was no. So, but the problem I, is, is you can't trust the four foot pot. That's the problem. No, you can't, but Listen, I've seen Stephen Bowditch lose a billion strokes putting and still win. That's right. Maybe he can do that. That's right. Um, Doug Gim, his odds did not move after the withdraw. I he was still hanging around eighty to one. I like him. I like Harold Varner the third this week. Ooh, all right. You're never I on do. him. You're never I, on him. I'm not, but you know what? He's one of those guys that struggles with the putter. And you know what? If you want to play the narrative, like, all right, it's an Australian golf course built by an Australian. Well, where's Harold Varner the third's one lone victory? It's the Australian PGA Championship yeah. way back in 2016. And listen, like, if he's a great with his arms, pretty good off the tee, yep. great scrambler. Yep. And if this is going to be a tournament where pars are probably going to be pretty good, I think it's going to be the mix. Yeah. I like HV three, man. You know, I root for him. I love his goddamn love yeah. his Jordan golf shoes. And then, you know what? You sold me on Russell Knox. Let's go. He's, he seems like the type of guy, like one of those, like hundred one. Like I, I looked at the problem was when DJ withdrew, I know it shifted a lot of those odds, odds shortened up, but Russell Knox sticks out. as like, he's one on the PGA tour. Yeah. He's a good ball striker. Good scrambler. If he's in the mix, I think he can get it done. At one twenty-five to one, that's like cool. I consider a bunch of other players around one fifty. I'm like, is Cameron Percy gonna win? Is like Scott Stallings really gonna win? No, I don't think so. Russell Knox seems like a guy who I think can win at that odds. So those are my six that I'm recommending. Those are six I'm on. All right, what do you got? All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you on uh, the Tringali and Kirk. I I fully support that. Um, and what I'm already on. Uh, I'm already on Knox. <laughs> I'm already on Siwoo. 
I'm on Davis just because it was a snap bet. I saw the number and I was afraid it was going to move. Now I don't like it so much after you shadow my parade. Um, <laughs> the uh, I I got Keegan uh, at 55 to one. Then I got I got Gordon at 1250 to one as well as mm-hmm. Knox. I, I mean whatever. Like it is what it is. Like he's he's going to win eventually in the PGA Tour. I, know. I just I know a little worried might not come this week. I don't know. And then I got, I got, I, do, I like what I saw out of Matt Wallace. You know, I, I got like a little, I, I don't know what it is about these fucking angry golfers that, that I like, like, I so know. let's, let's clarify if it's a British guy yeah. with an attitude, you like him. But if it's just like, basically like a, a muffin, like yeah. Tommy Fleetwood or Correct. like, yeah, I don't if it's like Patrick him. even. You yeah, don't no. like him. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Like if I think the dude can scrap or he's got like, so guys like Wallace, and Hatton, they definitely got Irish Scottish blood in them. Like I know it. Like you could just tell. You can just look at them and tell. Fleetwood's a, a Nancy who drinks tea and crumpets. Wallace is a guy who drinks pints and fights. Okay. All, All right. right. Does that make sense? I think it is. I'm gonna try to think about other English guys with an attitude that you might like them. I like Paul Casey. Did you see that shit he did? So I that did Oh, dude, I'll send the clip to you. I wish we get your fucking, you, you're in a cave. You're like, goddamn, the old. That's Os- a good thing, by the way, because I'm in Osama yourself. bin Laden, the fucking golf. Like, <laughs> let's not repeat that again. <laughs> <laughs> Just hide in the cave. Don't want to listen to anything. <laughs> okay. the, uh, anyway, so some asshole was like, like doing something when he was about to uh, uh, swing at the match play. And his caddy gave him a one and the caddy gave him one and again. And then Paul Casey said something. And he's like, listen, you shot it. You shot it. <laughs> like he'll throw you out. He will. He'll do it. He says, I'll send it to you. I did that. No justice right. whatsoever, but I enjoyed that. I was like, Oh, Paul Casey's got a little fucking, he got his back up a little bit. I like it. Yeah. He's um, all nice in front of the cameras, but he's probably just a real dickhead. you know, the rest yeah. of the time, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm nice to people and I'm a dickhead behind the scenes too. There you the, go. Um, <laughs> the, um, all right, man, you got anything else you want to add for this fucking no, thing? Let's, uh, let's roll into the Valero. Yeah, we're time rolling the Valero. Come, listen, come to the fucking Slack channel, SGPN Slack. Drop it all types of knowledge, not just golf. Fucking, you can come find out about goddamn rugby, fucking horse racing. Uh, I think fucking Kramer was doing like F1 racing and he had some plus eight hundred. Like, come join the DJ group, man. Like that's it. You just start betting on shit you don't understand, and you'll make money. So who gives a fuck? Um, and then, uh, yeah, listen, if you guys who are listening want to do the 2K thing, uh, Tommy put a, a poll up in the Slack. Uh, and if you're you're in, he'll tell you how to get a hold of them. And then we can start competing against each other every week. That's a nice way to preview the course, though. It really is. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. You're like, yeah, oh, so, yeah. So, so uh, our, one of our listeners set up uh, with PJ Tour 2K21. You can do yeah. a uh, like a listener league or something like that, and you can join yeah. in and you can compete with each other. So yeah, yeah, definitely hop into that. It's a great way to talk to everybody you know in the community, you know. And you're right, you can get a great preview of the golf course, so you don't have to rely on me to you know spread my propaganda about uh, <laughs> you know why I don't like a place. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, so yeah, listen. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends, man. Listen, we want to grow. This is a great little golf community we got going here, man. Uh, <laughs> listen, we make money, have fun, break balls. What else do you want, man? What else do you want? Like this is, this is what we do. So follow me on Twitter, uh, Boston underscore capper. Uh, you can follow Steve, uh, on the Slack channel and uh, from, from my cave, apparently from, from his Al Qaeda cave Yes, as I'm scheming <laughs> against the Western world. <laughs> the, uh, well, you're scheming against, uh, the, the, the PGA setup. How's that? Yeah, That's exactly. what you're doing. That's what you're doing. <laughs> the, um, so yeah, man, follow us there. Come, come get some knowledge and uh, listen masters next week. Obviously 
fucking huge. We'll do at least three shows at least. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do a whole DFS show, bring on Nagels bagels again, do our betting show um, and our preview uh, to what we learned a few months ago uh, from the masters and what less to stake from it. But yeah, listen, let's go fucking uh, let's, let's break the books this week. So we get a fat stack to fucking roll into the masters next week. All right, boys. Talk to you later.